Hey friends, welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just want to welcome you guys back to our season two finale of Healing the Broken Marriage. This has been such a journey this year of just everything that we felt like God was saying to us over for our life, for our marriage, and also for marriages across the board. And so we're, I'm really excited. I mean, this is our second year doing this, talking about our own marriage struggles, but also talking about um, giving pathways for other people that are in the middle of a hard marriage struggle. So Brian, thinking about this past year, what, what are some of your takeaways like as we are ending this season two, heading into season three? So I think just looking back at this past year, I mean, we've, we've had some, we've grown a lot in just our relationship as far as being able to discuss things and I guess how to learn how to healthy, would you call it healthy arguments? <laughs> healthy. Um, well, yeah. Healthy, like confrontation yeah, like or conflict. Just, just, you know, learning steps of how to go about it without causing hurt. And sometimes we did. Yeah. But we learned how to come back together and do that in a healthy way. And how to argue. I don't want to say fight healthy. But I how mean, to, it's how true. To, yeah. How to have conflict and arguments and disagreements in a healthy way without always hurting the other one. Like sometimes we did. I mean, we just, you know, we failed and like sometimes we did cause each other hurt, but you know, as the year went on, we learned more and more and got better at being able to have conflict and do it in a healthy way with good resolution to the end. Yeah, I know. I think years and years ago, if I would have thought back that, did you know you can fight and not harm each other? I would have been like, what? Isn't that what fighting is? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? You're, when you fight, you're supposed to hurt each other. You're supposed <laughs> like all the ugly is supposed to come out. I think in walking through all of this and going through counseling and like just a lot of things that we've had to walk through together, we began to realize and also gained a lot of tools in our tool belts And we'll be honest, sometimes we don't use those tools. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves to go back (laughs) and use our tools. And that's okay. It's okay to do that because that just means you're trying. That means you're like, hey, we've got off track a little bit here. Let's get back on track. Let's start using these tools again because they're very effective in helping us. Um, But I think that years ago, I wouldn't have thought, that fighting without hurting one another is possible. And I feel like just in the past several, several years, it's like, okay, we actually never really did conflict well. And we're actually still in the process of, of, of learning this and, and perfecting this is that you conflict is going to come. You're going to have it. You're just going to have it. (laughs) Brian, you're your own person. I'm my own person. Sometimes we can both be stubborn or we can be unwilling to listen or whatever. And you just have to learn how to 
respond to the other person, how to listen to what the other person is maybe not saying, but, right. but saying with their actions or their eyes or their, you know, facial expressions. But like, I guess learning to understand, you know, what the other person is saying or learning to understand them better. So what I kind of wanted to talk about today is, um, like looking into relationships and marriage, like somebody out there, they are like, um, I want to be in a relationship. I want to get married. So what if, okay, say we make a list and it's like, okay, this is what I want in a person. I want all of these things. And so we find somebody that checks off all of these things, but they don't have what we need emotionally. So in turn, you get for what you, you get what you ask for. And so what would you say to somebody who maybe is in this place this year? They're like, you know, cause we know some single people who's like, I want to be in a relationship, but you know, it just seems to be harder, you know, to, to find somebody, um, but if we have these lists, like this long list of this person has to check all of these boxes, you know, sometimes the thing that we think we want when we get it, it's not really what we want. You know, it's like we want all of these surfacey things like good job, um, successful, but in all of that, if somebody, they may not have time for you, you know? <laughs> You know, so it's like all of these things that we think we want when we get it, we're like, oh, you get, you get what you want. You know, you get what you ask for, but it may not be what you want. So like moving into this topic of if somebody's in that place of how would you advise somebody like in that, in that space, who's having these thoughts, who's like, okay, I want to do this this year. And then we'll talk to our married people, you know, after this section. But what would you say to somebody who's in that space right now? And they're looking to find somebody and they have all these checklists, but it might not be what they actually do want. Yeah, I think I just... I mean, I think basically you have to, it's like anything else. You have to get to know someone before you know exactly who they are. Because yeah. like you said, you'd be like, I want somebody that's got a, that's successful and they've got a good job and they're, you know, they're financially Which those things set. aren't bad. No, but, no, not at all. Yeah. But it could be a single person who has a great job and they're financially set, but they get on a plane on Monday morning and they don't return till Friday evening. And that might be great for their single life, but then like the person is hoping I want somebody to set financially and I want somebody who's got a great job. And then like, Hey, let's, you know, I heard you had a great job and I heard you're financially set. You know, maybe we could start talking and get to know each other better. And then all of a sudden you find out that, yeah, that's true. But if you pursue this into marriage and that person still has a job where they leave Monday morning, on a plane and get back Friday, then all of a sudden that thing that you was wishing for is probably going to become a curse onto your marriage. So, you know, I think it's just, you know, there's, 
there's a good and bad. I mean, it, it depends. Good things can be bad in certain situations and, you know, and bad things can be good in certain situations as far as like relationship wise. Um, you know, but, but having a checklist isn't a bad thing to have, but you really need to get to know that person. But, but I mean, yeah, having a checklist, that's just being honest with yourself and saying, this is what I'm looking for. And, you know, if, if they, if they check all those boxes and they still have time for you and your family and time to be together and actually have a family life. Cause we know, we know friends and family right now that, I mean, not, well, yes, yeah, some, but one, one couple in particular that we knew years ago, like literally they just, they would talk and say, we would see each other. We see each other on weekends and that's about it. You know, they both worked long hours and one year they got home later than the other. And it was like, you know, close to the end of the day. So, and for me, that's not worth it. I mean, it's really not to just to be married and have a spouse that you just never see and never get to spend time with. Yeah. In fact, I'd, I'd rather have less financially. Yeah. I'd rather go without than to have a spouse that's never around because they have a good job and that's all they're doing is working. So there's really pros and cons to everything, you know, whether it even looks good, it, it might look good. Like I said, those aren't bad characteristics to look for in a person, but at the same time, it could, you know, it could, in the end, it could be a thing that isn't yeah. a great thing. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think sometimes we don't really even know what we want because we don't really know ourselves very well. Or we think we know ourselves, but we we don't take... It's a crazy thing to say. Like, you know, we live with ourselves, but we don't really know who we are. Because we've been conditioned to be a certain way or we've been taught to be a certain way or talk a certain way or look a certain way. And so by the time, you know, we're like young adult age, we're a version of our mother or we're a version, you know, of whoever we were created to be. So we don't really know who we are inside anyways. And so then we make this list of like these wants and and needs, so we think, but really it's kind of like what society tells us we should want or what we should need. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm like you deep down, you know, I, I'm one who's like, I need quality time. I need one-on-one time. I need to feel important to you. I need to feel special to you. I need to feel seen and heard. And if you were somebody who I mean, you do have a successful business, but like if you were somebody who had a successful business and you, it took you away from me for like, you know, half half the week or more because of how I feel loved that there would be a deficit inside. Like for me, quality time and, and touch and all those things that puts deposits into my love bank. Well, you know, if, if you just don't, you can't provide that because of your work or whatever, um, then what it does is it creates a deficit. And that area where I feel the most loved is like almost empty or maybe even in the negatives. And so I would even encourage people to, you know, figure out what, who you are, because then you'll know what you want, you know, 
but even talking to like our married people out there who um, maybe you're in this place and you're like, okay, I'm married now. Um, our home life is kind of messy. Mm-hmm. Our home life is pretty rocky. It's pretty chaotic. It's right. pretty drama filled. Right. And maybe even you've become accustomed to the drama because you can live in it so long that drama can feel normal. Even though you guys drama in your house, it's not normal. <laughs> Is it normal, Brian? Does it feel would drama feel normal? No, it's, it's not. But I can see where I, I know what you're coming from because there's people that like you know they seem like they like they get out of one relationship that's full of drama and they go back into another because it's almost like that's how they cope that's what with they things. Know. That's what they know. So it's like they for whatever reason they thrive in that environment and that's not it's not healthy it's not what we've been called to to walk in yeah and i think deep down honestly i think if you're the person that's kind of like hopping from relationship to relationship and really it's the same guy or girl with a different face basically because you're searching out the same type of person because it's it's the person that wherever you're, there's a deficit in you, that's what you seek out. And, you know, guys, we've said this many, many, many times that your partner, your spouse, whoever you're in a relationship with you cannot fulfill you 100%. They will never, I mean, and and I'm saying that with full honesty, they will never be able to fill that void that you have inside. They will always fall short. Only God can fill the void. Your spouse can definitely help fill some of that void, but they will always fall short. And so if you're looking for somebody who's going to be your everything and fill that Mm -hmm. ache inside, fill that hole inside it might at first, you know, because when you meet somebody, all of these chemicals are going off in your brain mm-hmm. and it's making you think like, oh, this is love. This is love. This is love. When really it's just a bunch of chemicals firing, firing off. It's emotions. Right. And when all of that dies down, you the reality sits in. Is that, okay, this person actually can't fulfill me like I need. Only God can do that. And if... Like, you know, I've heard so many people say that we all have a God-sized hole inside of us, and it's right, true. Right, And we try to fill it with, like, relationship. We try to fill it with spouse. We try to fill it with drama. Mm-hmm. We try to fill it with chaos. Whatever it is we're used to or whatever is normal to us, even if it's dysfunction, dysfunction can feel normal. Right. Like, I, I've even talked about you know, in the past, how we lived through like 12 years of just high, high drama that I, I, when there was peace, I would create drama because it felt normal. Like the peace felt foreign to me. I knew how to function in drama. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. you know how you hear of these alcoholics or these drug addicts that are functioning addicts and functioning alcoholics like you wouldn't even know that they were high because they've become functional right and they're actually dysfunctional when they're not on it right and so i felt like 
for a long, long time, that was me. I was a functioning drama addict. And coming out of that takes looking at it. Like I said in the previous podcast, you have to look at it. You have to address it. Like you can't just... So many times I think that there's an issue, okay? There's an issue. We see it. So what we do a lot of times is we'll sweep it under the rug. Because we're like, no, not going to deal with that. And then we'll sweep more under the rug. And then before long, there's a huge tripping mechanism on the floor that you deliberately have to step over. Right. And I mean, it's like the elephant in the room. You literally have to lift your leg to step over it so you know it's there. And you're deliberately pushing pause Mm -hmm. on dealing with the thing or facing the thing. But you'll you'll step over it. Right. Right. (laughs) You're like, I'm not going to deal with it, but I'll just keep walking over it. (laughs) So I don't trip. And so I just want to encourage you guys that if you're in a place where, you know, you've become a functioning drama addict. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're like, like we were talking about in the first half, you're like a person who you keep attracting all of these these men or women that they're the same person but they all have different faces right time to look within right because you're trying to fill them with a hole inside and it's not yeah. going to work right because you're going to keep getting the same thing over and over and over and over again right. what is that saying about like expecting things to stay the same or expecting things to change. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. If you don't change something, but you expect there to be a change, it's insane. Right. And so many times I think that the uncomfortable thing, we don't want to address it. Like maybe we have to dig into our childhood. Right. Maybe we have to look at some mom and dad issues that we had. Those things are uncomfortable and they take time. And so what do we do? Oh, I don't have time for that. Oh, or like, well, excuse it away. Right. Like it's not, it's not really affecting me. Oh, it only comes out. Like I only see it here and there when we get an argument. Mm -hmm. But honestly, what we don't realize is that lens that we think only affects us half the time is on all the time. Right. And you don't know it until you fully take it off. And then you're like, I had no idea that I was doing finances this way, or I was doing friendships looking through this Mm -hmm. lens, or I was doing parenting looking through this lens. We don't even realize that we think it's just affecting us like in one aspect of our life when it's really a lens that we're looking through in every piece of our life. Right. And it's uncomfortable. It takes a deliberate action to take the glasses off, to, you know, say, it's time for a new perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to go into this new year. <clears throat> you know, new year, new me, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> new year, new you. Well, it doesn't get there by just saying those words. It takes deliberate, intentional action to change. And if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. Then we just stay unhappy where we're at. That's right. Yeah. Because only we can change. If, if you don't like who you are or you don't like where you're at in life, then 
we we just we talked about that recently a couple you know they're just everything every direction they turn is drama and every direction they turn is strife yeah and i told somebody the other day that they're the ones who have the power to change it but they just don't yeah so they stay in it and that's it's sad but we do as individuals we have the power to change our situations and a lot of times it's a lot easier than we think and i mean and that's the thing is god can't even force us to change he will want it for us like he's like I want you to take those glasses off. I wanted you to take those dad issues that you have from your childhood. I want you to take those off. But it's ultimately up to us. Right. It's up to each one of us. And the things that you don't deal with, you will deal with. Right. It'll either come out one way or the other. Yeah. They always come out. And really... I think it's God's mercy that it comes out because a lot of times we'll excuse it away or we'll just like, Oh, it's not. No, I only see that whenever I do this thing, it's not affecting every other area when in fact it is, we're just probably in denial or we just don't, we legitimately don't see it. And, you know, we've said many, many, many times is what you don't deal with. will deal with you. And it's the truth, right? It's, it's the truth. And so, I just want to encourage you guys, as you are walking into this new year, put like whatever glasses, whatever lenses that you're wearing, take them off. Like look at the sun for what it is. Don't look at like we've talked about many times. If you have on red glasses and you Mm -hmm. walk outside, everything is going to be red. If you have, if you have on a trauma lens, this is something that I'm, I still struggle with. Mm -hmm. Like there's times I'm like, oh, I'm looking through the trauma again because everything is trauma filtered. You know, I can see it. Um, But I'm saying, what are you looking through? Is Uh it your circumstances from your childhood? Is it, you know, past marriages? Is it from rejection, abuse, whatever it is? Whatever happened to you may not be your fault. Now, I'm not going to say you know, a blanket statement, what happened to you is not your fault because sometimes we do things that are our fault and we're just kind of reaping the consequences of our own actions. So sometimes they are our fault, but it is whatever the situation is, it is your responsibility to heal. It's your responsibility. Like everything that Brian and I have gone through in our marriage wasn't my fault, but the healing portion of it Walking through the trauma, getting healing from all of that was my portion. That I did have to deal with that. I did have to walk through healing. Like I can't expect Brian to walk me through healing. I had to do that myself and I still have to do that. So I just want to encourage you guys, you know, do the, do the thing this year. Do it this year. You know, don't keep sweeping it under the rug letting the pile get higher and higher and higher. It's not worth it. Right. You know, get free, clear your mind, clear out your soul. Maybe you need to clear out some relationships, you guys. Maybe there's some relationships that are toxic. Maybe this is that year where your circle needs to get a little smaller. That's okay. 
do what you need to do to get healed. If there's somebody in your life that keeps you from healing, put them in the balcony for a while. Not everybody needs to be in your VIP section. Maybe they need to go in your balcony while you're walking through healing. Maybe they need to stay there. I don't know. Only you know that. But we just want to encourage you guys encourage you guys to do it this year. Don't push pause. Don't delay. Invest in yourself. You you're not going to be a new you <laughs> unless something changes and only you can make that change. So we just want to end, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Until next time, we, we bless, bless you. you.